It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. As we're back after what was probably the strangest St. Patrick's Day I have ever remembered in my entire life and and I think it was the same for everyone and it seemed to be miserable weather-wise it seemed to suit the mood of the nation as well that kind of drizzly rain that would absolutely drown you I was thinking I got out for a walk uh, yesterday uh, kind of around lunchtime uh, yesterday to Donnerell Park which was packed people were doing their very best to socially keep social distance away the park the little play park was closed lots of people out with their children but lots of people out with their dogs as well and you could see people stopping for a chat but they were trying to keep that two metres uh, apart but it was as I was heading back I was thinking this would normally be the time that the parades would be underway and it was, I was thinking God, they would be drowned if they were out in the parades so wouldn't we love to be standing in a parade even with that drizzly rain and you know please God this time next year we'll all be out of the parades and we'll be remembering and we will talk about St Patrick's Day of 2020 for many, many years to come. And I'm very conscious and aware this morning of people probably tuning into us that don't normally tune into us. People who, and I'm slow to say they've lost their job. They've been temporarily laid off. Let's try and always use that sort of language when we're talking about people who are not at work today because many, many businesses over the last few days have been closed to shut their front doors on a temporary basis. Those businesses, please God, will all reopen. And I can speak on this one from a very personal front because I spent probably an hour on the phone with my son yesterday who had to make the decision to close his business. He'd been soul searching about it over the last few days. It's only a small little photography shop and business that he has, but he's got two members of staff that he had to temporarily lay lay off Uh, and it was just the reality of it I think really hit him yesterday you know and I kept saying to him this too will pass and you know you'll come out the other side and you'll build your business again but it's such a difficult difficult time you know he's there with three young children and you know it's just a small business and there's many more small businesses like that that have had to close their front doors with a very, very uncertain future because nobody knows for how long this is going to go on for. And we had our Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, uh, do almost a state of the nation address is what they do in, in the United States. We don't normally have our Taoiseach address the nation. It's only in very exceptional times that it happens and we are in unprecedented times. And Leo last night saying on a St. Patrick's Day like no other, he issued a historic rallying cry for the nation to help slow down what at times feels like an unstoppable virus. But we can stop it if we all do the right thing 
and we all get on board. Never before have we needed to put on the green jersey and do something for Ireland. Leo Varadkar called for community spirit to prevail. He also warned that this is just the calm before the storm and he said when the storm comes it will come. Never will so many ask so much of so so few. And he stood there just staring directly into a television uh, camera which was um, outside his office in government buildings in case you were wondering where it was broadcast from. And the Taoiseach says it will take months for the coronavirus to be brought under control. So the clear implication there was that these restrictions, unprecedented restrictions that are in place at the moment will certainly extend far beyond May the 29th because I can already see a number of texts in from people saying will all the shops and bars reopen after the 29th of March. Somebody by WhatsApp is making the point that particularly for small pubs and rural pubs somebody's asking um, where is Hi Trish uh, pubs and restaurants will they definitely open on the 29th rural pubs are going to be in serious trouble if not well I think listening to the Taoiseach last night we can almost definitely say that the pubs the clubs are not going to reopen, I would say, on the 29th. And you can add to that the schools are not going to reopen uh, either. Uh, He said the emergency will go on for months and into the summer. So we need to be sensible in the uh, approach uh, that we take. Um, And then he, you know, spoke about the government being asking the elderly and those who have long-term illnesses to stay at home. He said we're going to ask them to stay at home for several weeks. This is a new word that we're going to be using, this word of cocooning. He said it will save many lives. Uh, And then, you know, I love the way he spoke to the young people, telling them to look after their grandparents and keep in contact by phone. He paid tribute to the thousands of healthcare workers on the front line, saying not all superheroes wear capes. Some wear scrubs and some wear uh, gowns. And he warned families that even when the health threat passes uh, the, the country then will have another fight will have an economic uh, battle but you know that's a battle we'll win and, and we've come out from recessions before and, and when the economy has collapsed we will come out and he did say the bill will be enormous it may take many years to pay it back but pay it back uh, we will and while Leo Varadkar was uh, addressing the nation it also comes as the, the time that the government is issuing a dramatic call to arms to fight against the coronavirus, there's been a massive recruitment drive for doctors and nurses and other healthcare staff. Minister Simon Harris said the health service can hire everybody and anybody who is suitably qualified. Obviously, they're reaching out to people who have retired, even though you would you would have a slight worry on retired people, depending on their age, because we know that this virus particularly attacks and is particularly bad for older people. So I suppose there's going to be a sense of balance put in place there as well. And then the leaders of all the EU nations, they've agreed to uh, to institute a travel ban that will prohibit most foreigners from entering the European Union for 30 days. And that obviously is to try to discourage the spread of the coronavirus. EU leaders agreed yesterday to shut down the 27 nation blocks external borders and they're doing that immediately. Some people feel maybe that that should even go further. Should we be grounding all planes except for cargo planes? And I know people will say straight away, you know, jobs will temporarily go but by God jobs are temporarily going all over the place is it something we need to look at do we need to just stop all the planes flying except for the cargo except for the 
shipment that we need to get in but stop completely stop the movement of people and of course on St. Patrick's Day a uh, very strange day for so many people of faith who would have been going to Mass. Many people were gathered around TVs and laptops and phones uh, to watch Mass instead. And Archbishop Dermot Martin uh, appealed to people to avoid selfish panic gestures, thinking only of themselves. Put aside the, and he said, put aside the alarmists. That was his message on St. Patrick's Day, trying to get people to stop with the panic buying, stressing the importance of social distancing and maintaining the approved distance from each other at all gatherings. The Archbishop said, Not to do so is utterly irresponsible. Let nobody think that they know better. And it's all about this social distancing and keeping apart. If you do end up having to meet people, if people have to come into your house, there is nothing wrong and there, no one will be insulted if somebody comes into your house for whatever reason to say to that person immediately get them to wash their hands remember the 20 second rule getting up a good larder with the soap wash their hands dry them properly and then while they're in their house you're, they, while they're in the house or wherever you are even if you're in a supermarket if restaurants are still open if you are going to a restaurant this whole idea of keeping two metres uh, apart and obviously you're avoiding getting into large groups and the science behind it the science behind this two metres apart is every infected person is in, is expected to infect a certain number of people and they reckon that figure is about two and a half people every infected person will infect. Then those two and a half people go on to infect two and a half people and two and a half people and obviously the chain continues to spread and that's how the virus the virus needs a host that's how it will continue to spread and then it all comes back to the original person who obviously didn't know they had it they unwittingly passed the virus on to others uh, and they did it obviously by not adhering to social distancing so we need to flatten this curve and by flattening the curve the curve is the amount of people that they're expecting to get COVID-19 all at the one time so we need to flatten that curve, slow it down and that obviously then buys the health service valuable time and then they'll be able to cope with the number of seriously ill patients who will need to be admitted to hospital, may need to be put into intensive care or put on to a ventilator. So we all have a role to play so that two metres, which is uh, six, somebody's tell me it was six and a half uh, feet, but you, you can see it just, and the idea of the two metres is that if somebody sneezed or coughed it won't land on you. That basically uh, is what the, the two metres is about. And then when, if you are out anywhere, be it like me coming here to work or if you're in a supermarket going out to do your shopping or you're filling up your car with petrol, every time you come back indoors, you wash your hands. And then the other one that we all have to learn to do is not to touch our face because if you're out and about and you have picked up the virus and the virus is on your hands, it then has to get into your body. It can only get in through your nose, your mouth, your eyes. So keep your hands away from your hands away from your face at all times. If we can just get in to start doing that, I think that's going to be good practice going forward. We may learn something. We may learn a skill that will carry with us for the rest of our lives is this obsession that we have of touching our faces and we do it without even realising it you, obviously if you watch people if, you, if you're in house, uh, house with somebody without telling the other person because if, once you're aware of it you stop doing it but just watch how many other people you know if you've got long hair people fiddle with their hair people taking their hair out off the side of their face or fixing their fringe or just we just have habits that we do 
if you always have a pen in your hand and you need to do something, do you put the pen into your mouth? Uh, people who bite their nails, the nails are going into, into your mouth. Just We just, yeah, there's so many things, so many lessons I think that we can learn from COVID-19 that will make us better going forward. We may stop a lot of viruses if we just get, get, get really into the hand hygiene and then learning to stop touching our hands onto our face. Uh, Michael by WhatsApp says, Patricia, hi, yesterday was a St. Patrick's Day that this country and the world will never forget. Things were at their worst, but we were at our best. What an extraordinary speech from the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar rising to the moment of national crisis. It was a truly exceptional speech framed perfectly the challenges that lie ahead for Ireland on the coronavirus emergency. We are in this together. An incredibly strong and reassuring message. It was a calm, measured, concise, heartfelt, timely and open communication. We shall have great faith in Leo Varadkar and his team that we here in this country are taking the right measures at the right time. Uh, thanking you and that is from Michael O'Sullivan in Castletown Bear. Thank you for that Michael. Others agreeing as well. I saw somebody else uh, saying Breathe in Mill Street saying good morning Patricia giving credit where it's due. The Taoiseach and the Health Minister are doing a great job. I think their popularity has gone up in spades um, um, great programme that's some breathing mystery thank you for that breather and okay and a lot of other texts and commentary coming in I will get to all of that but I just want to get to one one more WhatsApp that I got in earlier for fear that I will miss out on it and it's to try to bring some good news and to try to bring some positivity to the whole coronavirus story and this is an example how what's happening in other countries and countries that are China in particular everybody's looking to China now We will never do, I think, what China did. It's because of the type of totalitarian state in which they live. They're able to lock down a country like no other democracy is able to do. So we have to bear that in mind. But it does prove that if you lock down a country and everybody pulls together, you can make a difference. This listener is listing out the good news coming from around the world. China has closed its last last coronavirus hospital. Not enough new cases to support them. That was just fantastic. And I saw pictures of the nurses taking off their mouths their protected protection masks as they were leaving the hospital. Fantastic, great news story. Doctors in India have been successful in treating coronavirus with a combination of drugs. They're suggesting now that those medicines can be used globally. Researchers of of an Erasmus Medical Centre, I don't know where that is, claim to have found an antibody against coronavirus. Go you. At 103-year-old Chinese grandmother has made a full recovery from COVID-19 after being treated for six days in Wuhan in China. Go, Grandma. Apple have opened all of its 42 stores in China. Now, I know they've closed them worldwide, but they they were the first to close was the Chinese ones. They've all reopened. Cleveland Clinic have developed a COVID-19 test that gives results in hours, not days. That's a real good news story. And there's also good news from South Korea where the number of new cases is declining so there is some we can take hope from those stories from the from around the world and we will never ever give up hope and I have to say it was suggested on the programme uh, by Margaret Gabriel from Mallow last week that we put a candle in the window on St. Patrick's night and, and she called it a, a light of hope and I, I did I put my little she was suggesting our Christmas candles I had one of those you know those battery operated candles that actually I got as, as a Christmas present um, at Christmas with a lovely little message on it for my son and I actually put that in the window last night and I let it lighting all night I only took it out of the window this morning as a light of hope we can never 
lose hope in this country and we will we will get through this coming up on the programme this morning we're going to speak with a mother who's talking to us what, it was, what she's a mother of four what it's like to have been in, in self-isolation while waiting for a COVID-19 test uh, result we'll be speaking with a helpline that's available for elderly people that are worried by COVID-19 there is help there please reach out call somebody and just if, you know, if you just need to speak to somebody else just don't be on your own. I know how isolating it can be for people, but reach out and talk as help is uh, available. We're going to get advice from on post for the collection of pensions and also other different things that Unpost have put in uh, place. And then for those people who have been temporarily laid off because their business, their, sh- their shop, their business, whatever it was, has closed down, the Department of Social Protection join us as to what help are available for employers and for employees who find themselves now without work. And it is Wednesday. We will leave coronavirus completely after half past 12 uh, today. And while lots of people are at home, you might be getting out in your garden. Peter Dowd will join us answering all of your gardening questions so you can get them in uh, throughout the morning. A couple of your uh, texts coming into us. What I can't understand is there are factories with four and five hundred workers and they are remaining open. If we're told not to have mass gatherings of a hundred, why are they staying open? I'm assuming businesses are all doing because I know with businesses, a lot of businesses have been told if you can work from home, obviously if you're a factory and you're physically making something, you can't work from home. But they're probably doing social distancing. I'm, I'm assuming that there's good hand hygiene and that cough etiquette going on. Uh, each business will deal with this differently, but every business will be doing their very best to protect their staff in order to try to keep the businesses uh, going. Uh, Padre says, Patricia, good morning to you. The early advice on the Late Late Show by the professor to not worry and just wash your hands and all will be fine there'll be a vaccine in 12 months he obviously doesn't understand the speed at which this virus moves it was also misleading as to say that it only seriously affects older people with poor health when in actual fact 20 year olds upwards are gravely ill in France kind regards Padder yes you're right but when you look at the overall figure Padder the number of people who get seriously ill and God forbid die from it are older people with underlying issues. That is not to say that you won't have somebody in their 20s become very unwell but the majority of cases of people becoming very unwell are older people. It's it's like it's not affecting children and they still can't work that out why children can have the virus and not have any symptoms. They don't quite understand that and that's not to say that you won't get a child with symptoms but in the main children are not presenting with any symptoms at all. John says, hi Patricia, Leo did not take action in time. They left in people from France. They should have closed the borders sooner. Mike says, is the gardening slot on today? It is. Mike will be on after half past 12. And John and Clonakilty says, on the economy, after this virus is cleared, here's the answer. All countries within the EU that has this virus, which is every one of them, and further afield, what it will cost each country should be covered by the EU and written off by way of debt completely the debt written off Uh, why should the people suffer more and Patricia on the virus we will get through this have faith says John in Clannacilty absolutely and someone else what is looking for people's views on this would it be wise to cancel all of the Debs balls too I think that it depends on when the Debs balls are on I suppose I mean any gathering 
over 100 people have been cancelled. Most hotels are closed. So I think that decision will possibly be taken away from some out of the hands of some of the young people. But I suppose it's too early to cancel them if they're not due to be held until August July, August. Isn't that really the season for the Debs? And Carol says, Hi Patricia, will post offices remain open throughout this crisis for pensions, etc.? Will courier services continue as online shopping is going to become the only option for many people uh, with with all non-essential shops closing for this period, says Carol. Uh, yes, um, yes, Unpost will remain open and actually we're going to have somebody on from Unpost today to talk about that. And postal services will continue as normal. So I'm assuming with postal services continue as normal. The careers will continue as well and they'll all keep going because I think more and more people, sadly, and I say sadly because I'm big into shopping locally, will be buying shopping online because they won't have any choice. But of course, when all of those shops reopen, there's going to be a huge push to stop the online buying for a while and get back out and start shopping locally. Locally, 1850 333 103. Lines open. Text WhatsApp 0862 103 103. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Low cost fuel to get a feeling of what it is like to sit at home in self-isolation while awaiting the results of a COVID-19 test, I'm joined by social entrepreneur and mother of four, Neve Gunn from Rochestown, who found herself in that very position in recent days. Good morning to you, Neve. Good morning. Now, firstly, you got your test results. Yes, I did. I got them. Um, I'm after losing days now, but about two days ago, I think, maybe the day before yesterday, I got the results, yeah, and um, they were negative. But I am still, I have the symptoms, and I've had quite an aggressive dose, so I have to stay in isolation, um, number one, just in case, um I get anything from the kids, but also that I don't give what I have to them. Um, so I'm still very much in the thick of meds and clearing my chest and all of that. Yeah, I, and I can hear it. Is is it a chest infection? Is it? Yeah. So yeah. And this is what people really need to understand. And um, my heart goes out to anyone that is sick. And we need to. I suppose my message of why I'm coming on this radio this morning is because we need to take this extremely serious as a nation and we need to do everything that we possibly can do and not get this. And we just need to stay at home for the next two weeks. We really do. This is so critical. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's almost as simple as that. We just need to stay we home. Do. It's yeah. like just stay, like let's just go, hallelujah, we've got two weeks, no pressure, don't need to go anywhere. If I'm working, I'm working from home. So everything we've ever wanted in terms of flexi work, remote work, <laughs> we have it. Yeah, yeah. No commitment, we have time. Yeah, that, that's true. That's a wrap. 
that's our, okay. that actually a reality. T- t- take me back to last week when you started to feel unwell. When well, I've, when I've did co- having, I've been having a cough for maybe two weeks. Okay. You know, I, I, but I would suffer sometimes from chest infections at times, you know, and I've had very bad chest infections in my pregnancies and acute asthma and I was hospitalised on two of my children and uh, my four children. But I, uh, I I started getting this cough, this tickle for a number of weeks and um, it would go and it come back and it was going on for a while. So I wasn't taking any notice of this and especially because we had no virus, you know, that we didn't have COVID in the country. I hadn't been out of the country. So then um, I went to London on the Monday, I think the 3rd of March, and I was with an international group. I went with business and there was about six of us at that meeting. And then um, I had the cough before I went to that meeting though. So, but I got a desperate head cold and a really bad chest infection started developing a really, you know, phlegmy, chesty, wheezy thing. So on the Thursday morning when I woke up, I had a temperature, a very big temperature. I was really badly coughing at that stage and feeling quite unwell. So I rang, um, I tried to ring the GP, he was inundated. I rang the helpline, I couldn't get through on that. So I ended up ringing um, 999 and the 112 number. I was trying those. So I, I went, I got through, but because I sounded so terrible and I was in a pretty terrible state, to be honest, they said, you need to uh, come in. So the, I think the normal way you go is through the GP, but because I sounded so bad, they got me to come straight away. Um, well, you know, they said, go into isolation straight away and we renew with the appointment. So um, I went then to the test centre um, and I drove my car over and I went in and I was tested. Um, Talk to me about the test. Um, what is it? It's a swab. It's like a big, long cotton bud. Um, and it was put up my nose. That was a bit sore. To be honest, it was more the fear of it. And all of that was probably more frightening. And also because I was after getting so sick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean I think we were both looking at each other going, you, you kind of have to have it. You know what I mean? I was going... How stupid am I not to realise that this is what I have? But it had only started in the country, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got the back of my throat. Um, so is is uh, it an uncomfortable procedure? No, the back of the throat is fine. I found the nose a bit sore. But yeah, that's yeah, I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard a few people say that the nose yeah. one is. So yeah. that was the Thursday, and then you, they said, then just go home and, and self isolate. Yeah, so we have an aunt off the side of our house, which is brilliant. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like having, you know, a room in a house. I think it would be incredibly difficult. So I, that's why I'm kind of saying to people, do everything in your power to not put yourself at risk. Um, um, so, yeah, I have, we have a, a unit off the house with its own bathroom and windows, um, which has been really important for my mental health um, the last week. Um, the children are able to come up outside the window and look in and I can look out. How, how difficult, what, what age are your children, Eve? And this is the part, like this is the part that's been heartbreaking. I haven't been able to hold my kids for, you know, seven days, eight days now. And people need to take this seriously, do you know? Um, I've Alice is two and a half, David's uh, five, George is eight and then Sophia's um, 11. Oh, they're um, young children. Really They're young, young ch- and how do you explain to the children that that, that mummy can't hug you, I can't kiss you goodnight? They tend to know I'm sick because I'm coughing and spluttering, and like I'm much better now. I was way worse, uh, 
So, um, I, you know, it's like, mummy doesn't want to, you know, the way if anyone's sick, we don't want to give it to, it to each other. So, I think that's okay, and that I'm here, you know, is okay. I mean, there was once or twice it looked like I was going into hospital, and I'm so glad that didn't, because then there'd be that, that separation, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, I suppose, so we, we've been lucky from that perspective. And um, I suppose to what, what I think people need to realise, and I, so I, I was told at that stage, so I came back to the house, I came into the annex, and I became, I was getting progressively worse, very sick. And um, I was in bed and I was just getting weaker, actually. My chest was really bad. Um, and in the night at two in the morning, I had to ring the ambulance um, because you're told, well, to ring the, num- the number if your, your situation worsened. But I knew my, my breathing was going substantially worse. So I rang and I was very chesty, extremely wheezy at that stage. And the, par- the hospital the South Dock said, look, you're going to have to come in, you know, because I really wanted confirmation before I went in. Um, so then the ambulance came and the paramedic came and um, that was very scary, obviously. Um, you know, I wouldn't be recommending that experience to anyone. So I'd be, you know, doing everything I can to not get it. Um, I, I, when the paramedic came, I didn't have a temperature, which is the critical, you know, which is a kind of co-important piece. And I said, look, I think I could have my normal respiratory chest, you know, that I have got in the past. Yeah, yeah. And I please, I don't want to go with you because I knew once I went up there, you know, the problems with the kids not seeing me. I said, can I hang on till the morning? You know, it was like, you know, we're looking at five hours. And he said, okay, you can. And then you, you get in touch with your GP. You know, I'm not worried about you in terms of the temperature and your chest is really bad state. But look, we will get the GP. You know, really kind. I mean, my heart goes out to these medics. They're working. They're, they're, they're working yeah. so, so hard. I know, and that's what's driving me crazy. And I am so cross with people. And I know people, some people are like ninjas and being so responsible. But like, it, I mean, I was devastated Saturday night when I heard when I saw the photographs of Temple Bar, but when I heard like people were drinking down in Kinsale and having house parties and socialising, and you know Saturday night I was in a very weak state here because I couldn't get so the challenges. I my chest was getting progressively worse. My doctor gave me inhalers and antibiotics, but he couldn't give me the steroid, which is what I really needed, and my my chest was in a serious. Like I'm substantially better now, and I still sound. You still, you still sound very I unwell. I don't. Do you, like do you think, Neve, for some, the message isn't getting through of no, the I don't seriousness? Think it's through. And, and how do we get that through? Well, I think I need to go on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I honestly, and this is what I'm doing. So the steroids. But listen to this point. I couldn't get the steroid for my chest because the steroid aggravates the virus. So we knew my chest was in a vicious situation. So I was getting worse and worse and worse. And because they're being flooded with probably unnecessary calls and craziness, you know, that there isn't symptoms. You know what I mean? It's mild symptoms or whatever. I couldn't get my results. 
So it meant I just got worse and worse for six days. So then the minute we found out the results, they blasted me with the steroids. And that's and that's helped in your recovery. So it was yeah. it was you got tested on Thursday, and it was Monday before you got the results. What day are we now in losing days? Um, Today's Wednesday, Wednesday because we were talking. Yeah. John Paul was talking to you yeah, on Monday. Monday, Monday night. Uh, yeah, and uh, Monday certainly up to Monday afternoon, you didn't have the results. And was it a phone call that? How did I you get had the results? To ring all day Monday, but then I ended up getting three phone calls. Now, like. And they're really good and they're really inundated and there's definitely glitches in systems and they're trying to clean it up. And, you know, I gave, I work with a lot of corporate business leaders and I shared the gaps that I saw in terms of, you know, I mean, I was, it was meant to be 48 hours and then just been able to not get any information, all of that. And, and obviously I was in a critical state, you know, it's like, I really need to get my results. Um, so, like I know one of the multinationals has really stepped in and is collaborating um, trying to help in terms of the delivery of software and call centres so like I know there you know there's so it's all hands on deck to help um, the public service yeah, and we yeah, need to be getting the, the testing done uh, quicker and the results well, out we to people testing if everyone stayed at home well, that's true that is very no, true no, and the if, solution is and, this is the solution yeah. stay at home yeah you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the solution. And, and Eve, from wearing your, your business leadership head, I'm, you know, I started the programme by, com, you know, talking about the yeah. number of people that will be listening to this programme that don't normally listen because they're at work and they've been, they haven't lost their jobs, they've been temporarily laid off. Will businesses recover? We, it is completely in our hands. And I fully understand where all of the business leaders and the employees and especially the business owners are at the moment. Because 10 years ago, I, um, I, I owned, I was one of the founders of a, a large multinational and I burnt myself out. And this is why I'm interested in the work I do now, which is all about, ironically, how we can create a more balanced, flexible, remote working life. <laughs> um, but, and that we need new ways of working. So it's, it, 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 I mean, it, it, it kind of has forced that now. But when you go into a crisis and you think it, it's all over, I've been there. I get it. You're, you're in complete state of panic and stress. And what I'm seeing is everyone's gone into a panic of, a state of panic and stress. And I suppose I understand that. And I, I suppose I've been sitting like a sitting duck here for seven days just not really sure, you know, just getting the feed from the, the television and the um, social media and the news, what's going on. But I can see the whole nation is in a, a state of frenzy. And I think we need to calm down. And the business owners need to calm down because the multinational leaders that I'm working with were well set up for this. And the corporate multinationals three weeks ago were self-isolating off flights. They were having, they were doing the remote working, getting set up. The businesses that, that are under pressure are the businesses that weren't working with the times and weren't being ready with flexi work, remote work. Right? So it's only, it, you know, there's so many businesses from that perspective. Obviously, the frontline services I mean, isn't in this, you know, bucket because they are definitely impacted, and we need to help them to reinvent themselves. But there's a huge amount of the economy that is functioning. But in order for them to function, they need to be well. Mm. And if our nation gets sick, 
we're getting trouble. Yeah. We need a well nation. And the most and the, and the corporate multinationals get this because that they know if they get a sick a sick workforce, uh, you don't have a business because the employees are the business. And we're very lucky here. We're trading globally. We're running businesses globally. So we're fine. We we can we have to keep them going. And it's critical that we keep well and safe. And that brings us back to what you where you started from. People need to self-isolate, heed the advice that's been given, given and just simply stay indoors. Listen, Eve, I really appreciate can considering... I say, can I just finish on yeah. this point, though? And this is a point that we're, we, we're, no one is kind of talking about. And I've been watching Singapore. Singapore and Korea have contained this. Yeah. Right, they contained this because they did it through technology. And I have a few companies looking at the technology at the moment. Um, where you could uh, uh, there's two Irish guys that's coming out with a test in 15 you, you can get the test in 15 minutes and then there's an app where you can track the location of the the, the patient so if we have that then it's really high monitoring Singapore did that and they've contained it Korea was efficient on the monitoring as well and they managed to contain it so if we can get um, the monitoring set up and the testing ready but we're not there yet so all of us need to stay at home while they're getting that sorted. But the other thing that Ireland has, which is an incredible advantage, is we are an island. And we've seen this in history when there's been plagues in the past. We were the ones that were the enlightened ones, you know, doing the Book of Cows, and we, weren't, we, we didn't get impacted. So all we need to do is to let the virus that's in the system dissipate, right? Let that die off. And if and the rest of us be really responsible that we don't get it, we then have the possibility to be a healthy nation. And not only that, we are giving the message to the rest of the world. And Leo did an incredible job last night in like unbelievable leadership in terms of connecting with the rest of the world. But also, if we can lead by example on we all got in and we worked hard and we collaborated and we all did what we were told. That's an incredible message to the rest of the world when we come out of this, yeah. when we're yeah. looking for international business. Yeah, we, we can come out of it bigger and stronger. Neve, listen, get well thanks and thanks a million for joining us. Uh, thanks, thanks a million. Bye-bye, bye-bye. That is Neve Gunn uh, who has been in self-isolation while awaiting her COVID-19 uh, test. 1850 at 333-103. Lines open. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel & Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie Download the C103 app today and listen to your favourite shows on the go. Grab our podcasts and get all the latest Cork news on your phone, tablet, smart speaker and radio. Turn up the volume. We are C103. In the next hour we're going to be finding out what Ampost are doing uh, to deal with COVID-19 particularly for pensioners and we'll talk about help that's available for elderly people that are feeling very vulnerable at the moment. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie 
The C103 Cork Diary is a free service to help non-profit organisations all over Cork. So, if you're a community group or a charity that's holding a fundraising event or meeting, send us the details at least one week in advance and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email info at c103.ie. The Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses. Supporting communities. Serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. C103. The World Health Organization has now upgraded the coronavirus to a worldwide pandemic. Here are some practical ways to protect yourself. Wash your hands properly and often. Cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And dispose of used tissues. Disinfect frequently touched objects. Avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose or mouth if your hands are not clean. And please follow travel advice from the Department of Foreign Affairs. This message is supported by Irwin's Pharmacy, Shandon Street, Mayfield and Toker. Always looking after your family. For coronavirus updates and information, stay listening to C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. A lot of calls and comments and questions coming in and I will get back to them, I promise. But I just want to give some information out. Somebody was on uh, trying to find out they need to get their car tax renewed and we're wondering is the tax office opened the Cork Motor Tax Office is closed. The online service still operates at www.motortax.ie They're also continuing to operate a postal service and if you've got any queries you can ring them at 021 4545 but the actual Cork Motor Tax Office is closed and we're still getting calls in about people trying to renew their driver's licence and is there a walk-in service available at the NDLS like there normally is? There isn't. They are strictly adhering to by appointment only and this is to do with the social distancing and to make sure that the office doesn't get flooded and crowded with people. We'll have groups of people gathering which is what we're trying to get people not to do. So they're asking people to make an appointment at the NDLS if you need to renew your driver's licence and they're also prioritising customers whose licence it will be due to require in the next two to three weeks so therefore they're requesting customers outside of that time frame not to attend the NDLS uh, centre to hold off if your licence isn't due for a month or two so it's people whose licences up now are in the next two to three weeks but it's strictly by appointment only. Now we also had a couple of calls in last Monday from listeners saying that they'd heard a rumour that Ampost was preparing to pay old age pensioners a double week this week. Not so, says Ampost. And joining me with further details is uh, Angus Lafferty. Good morning to you, Angus. Good morning. Uh, you're, you're welcome to the programme. So just to clarify that, because it just was one of those rumours that did the rounds and of course WhatsApp groups were sharing it everywhere. There are no plans to make a double payment to any social welfare recipient. Well, um, that would be very much for the Department of uh, Employment Affairs and Social Protection. And, and they will be, with our cooperation, instigating a, a series of measures to assist uh, welfare recipients and pensioners. That may be one of the, the measures that they roll out. Um, but as of right now, no. OK, but you are putting procedures in place if old age pensioners are opting to self-isolate, which many of them are, and we had Leo Varadkar last night talk about cocooning and people staying uh, at home. If they're not physically able to go themselves to collect their pension, uh, Angus, what can they do? Absolutely. This is one of a range of, of very simple practical measures we've been putting in place right across the country. Uh, if somebody is, is 
self-isolating or is nervous generally from about going out into public spaces. Um, they can nominate a person. It could be a family member. It could be a friend who can pick up their welfare payment for them in the local post office. And that's just a simple matter of filling in a form that's available online or in the post office. And very, very quickly, you can have your temporary agent, as they're described, who will call to the local post office to pick up your payment. There's also um, in post offices right across the country been changing the opening hours, opening earlier, uh, and particularly tomorrow morning, which is the the chief pension day, uh, to allow people to come a bit earlier into the post office when when, uh, business and queues perhaps won't be quite as intense and to get their payment without um, any great issue and with social distancing in mind. Is that Friday, tomorrow morning or Friday morning, Angus? Sorry, Friday morning. Friday morning, Friday morning, eight o'clock uh, if people, and, and, and I know a lot of the supermarkets as well are doing eight to nine for older people, so it might all tie in. You could pick up your pension and then go off and do your bit of shopping at the same time. Absolutely. This disables people to kind of plan their day to get their payment, do their bit of shopping um, and be conscious of, of social distancing and keeping themselves safe and secure. Okay, on the temporary agent that an older person can nominate to go and pick up their pension, someone wants to know, can you just nominate one temporary agent or can that change every week? Um, Ideally, it should be one person. Obviously, there's a a serious security issue there for individuals. So, ideally, it should be one trusted person um, who will pick up your payment for you on a regular basis. And then inside in the post offices themselves, you, Friday we got a couple of calls and saying how busy, and Fridays traditionally are very busy in post offices because as you say, it is pension day. Are you trying to get customers to do the social distancing when they go into a post office? Absolutely. In many post offices, when you go into the post office in the morning, for example, you will see the floor marked to indicate to people what an ideal social distance would be. Uh, and we're encouraging customers who come to kind of uh, follow those guidelines. There are signs up in every post office um, but obviously it's something people have to be conscious of themselves and to keep their own personal distances with other customers. But we will certainly be assisting people in post offices to uh, to keep that distance and keep safe. OK, and it's the same. I mean, a lot of shops, have, uh, I saw yesterday, Absolutely. shops are putting up signs uh, as well. We can all do this, but we all need to do the right thing. And then a lot of calls, um, Angus, in about on post and deliveries and people now are moving to shopping online uh, more than uh, than ever. Are you operating as normal, your postal services? We are indeed. I mean, indeed, you just kind of identified part of the, the, the problem there in the, the, the slot before I came on which is where a number of services now are closing down their, their public offices as such, and they're falling back on post. Uh, so post at this time is very, very important. It's important that we keep those communication lines open and deliveries and post offices are continuing to function. One of the important things that people might like to be aware of is that normally when a postman or postwoman comes to your door with, say, a parcel, you will be asked to sign for that uh, on, a, on a hand scanner. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've changed the kind of rules and regulations around that for the safety of both the customer and the postal operative. Um, the the post person will now ring your doorbell, stand back, will identify you, will sign on your behalf with your permission Brilliant. and give you the parcel. And that means there's a safe distance between post person and customer. Uh, and people can get on with their lives safely. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well done. There will be, I imagine, though, Angus, some delays um parcels coming in from outside of Ireland because there has been some flight restrictions and cancellations. There have been. I mean, uh, as as the virus um, kicks in right across the globe, there have been restrictions on uh, 
the countries where uh, mail is coming from or going to, and that's largely about um, cancellation of flights. Uh, for the most part, the mail services in each of those countries has stayed running, uh, but it's about the flights from country to country. Um, you know, for example, China, Russia, a number of those countries have stopped flights. Uh, so mail is it's impossible to get mail in or out. So there are some delays, but there's certainly no interruption to our own mail service, and as we get mail, we're getting it out to customers as quickly as possible. Okay, well well done. And uh, a couple of people are wondering about the price of stamps uh, going up. They're not going up, I believe. They're not indeed. Uh, again, this is one of what I described earlier as a, as a range of very small practical measures that we think we, we need to do to uh, to just help people generally. And that's just to give individuals and small and medium enterprises that we work with across the country the, the, a little bit of a rest, uh, not to go ahead with a stamp increase and get people on with their business. Okay, and just a reminder to people because they may not be able to get to see uh, their mothers at the weekend. It's it's Mother's Day on Sunday if people want to start posting cards. Absolutely. <laughs> what better way to do it than uh, go back to the old tried and trusted method, pop a card in the post, pop a letter in the post, uh, keep in touch. Okay, all right, listen, uh, well done. And, and are you extremely busy at the moment? We are indeed, um, both in a, in a very nice way and in a very troubling way because we're, like everybody else, we're dealing with with this crisis and trying to get through it and making sure we do our job, uh, but keep everybody safe. OK. Uh, I have to say here at our radio station, because we're down to a, ke- a skeleton staff, our one constant every day is our postman arriving. It's it's great to see him every morning. That's All right. Well, listen, uh, Angus, thank you for that, and stay safe, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning to you. Bye-bye. That is Angus Lafferty joining us from On Post, and I can see people are still asking about this nominating an agent. Um, can anybody just go in, or do you have to nom- appoint somebody? You have to appoint someone. It's done in the interest of security. It's to make sure that old age pensioners are safe and there's no elder abuse going on uh, and therefore because of that you have to fill in the form that you can either download from on post or if you send somebody into the post office they'll have the forms for you and they fill it in and uh, Angus is saying in the ideal world you'll nominate one agent who for the duration of this crisis then will go in every Friday and pick up your pension for you but the price of stamps they were due to go up tomorrow they're not now uh, going up uh, tomorrow Okay some of your texts coming in somebody is texting in about the Cork Road out of Mallow is uh, blocked now with uh, traffic Um, it's obviously somebody's just tuned in unfortunately there's been a, a road fatality on that road just in the last hour hour or two and the road is closed from the Drumahan Junction to the Annabella roundabout so I would just avoid that area completely while the Gardaí and the emergency services are dealing with but some family getting just devastating news and our thoughts and prayers are, are with them God help them Okay some of your other texts and whatsapps uh, coming in too is Patricia I was over in the gym in in Pike yesterday body health and image um, the smell on the door the smell of disinfectant as soon as you walked in the door the place is spotless I would suggest it's cleaner than any hospital fair play to Stephen from that's from a West Cork listener actually a number of gyms have actually closed there's a few remaining open but a lot of them have decided to close their doors so there's one that's remaining open with an excessive amount of cleaning can there can there be excessive amount of cleaning going on uh, so uh, well done Hi Patricia I'm just back from Mallow Town I can't understand how many places are still open in Mallow and people are out and about they're not isolating it's crazy we are being told though in fairness when we're being told to 
Well, people have been told to self-isolate. Some people are told to self-isolate because they're vulnerable. People have been told to self, the elderly have been told to self-isolate to protect themselves. And other people are told to self-isolate because they may have COVID-19. So they're, they're the group. For others, we're being told about this social distancing. We're not being told that we can't go out to the shops. We can. And that's why there hasn't been a decree to close all the shops. But when you're in shops, you need to keep your distance. So you can go out. It's like what I said, I was out yesterday. Donnerill Park was absolutely jammers as it would have been on any bank holiday weekend but you could see that people were trying to keep apart from each other so so when you do go out that's what you need to do if you have to go out for whatever reason in the ideal world we'll all stay indoors but people have to go out they have to businesses still have to keep going but it's just to keep your distance when you're in any of those shops or business premises whatever it is like Angus was saying people going into on post people going into the post office people going in to collect their pensions when you're in there just keep your distance from the person in front of you Karen says hi C103 can you please let the listeners know that the Skibbereen Country Market held in Abbey Strury Hall every Friday closed until further notice. This is due to the coronavirus. Thanking everybody in advance. I don't know about the other country markets, how many of those are, are, will keep going or not. Hi, Patricia. Just want to say a big well done to Dano's Super Value Bellevue in Mallow. They have a member of staff dedicated to cleaning trolley handles, checkout belts, card machines with a spray cleanser and a cloth. It is so, so reassuring. And as for John, who helps customers at the checkout, so, so helpful. Thank you. Signed a very happy shopper who will be back. So everybody in Danu Super Value in Bellevue, please take a bow. Somebody else wants to know why are bookies booking offices, betting shops, why are they still open? People crammed into small spaces using the same benches, the same pens, dealing with cash, not to mention preying on people's boredom. Total and utter greed. It's disgusting, says somebody who's not in favour of betting shops uh, remaining uh, open. And then somebody else, and I'm not going to name the area because it's unfair because businesses are struggling as as it is and it's in a rural area. And if I mentioned the area, people would ex- know exactly where I'm talking about, but it's it's in a rural uh, area. I, I It was high. I stopped at a filling station and needed to go to the toilet and get a cup of coffee. There was no soap in the toilet and I went into the shop. They were selling very small bottles of hand sa- sanitizers. I don't think they were even 100 mil and the price tag on it was 5.95. This I felt was an absolute disgrace. Okay, can I say two things on that? Uh, firstly, on the no soap in the toilets. Did you bring that to the attention of the staff? When you went in to use the loo, you came back out to get your cup of coffee. You should have gone over and said, as you paid for your cup of coffee, by the way, they're out of soap. Small businesses like that, and you'll often see a sign, even in a large business, saying, if the toilets aren't up to scratch or there's something missing, please let a staff member know. They can't have somebody going in. I mean, I'm sure the toilets are checked, but they can't have somebody going in every five, ten minutes. And if they were very busy, they might not get to do the checks as often as they like. So did you mention to somebody in the shop, in the garage, that they were out of toilet, out of soap inside in the toilet. And then on the hand sanitizers at 5.95 for a small bottle, firstly, well done that they even have them in. They're almost impossible uh, to get. We dealt with this last week when people were saying our business is putting up the prices. And when we checked in with some businesses, we were told that's the price they're buying it in at, that it isn't necessarily the retailer is hiking the price up. It's the distributor passing it on. And then, of course, as it gets into short supply, That's what happens. That's the business model, unfortunately, that we live in. Price goes up as things, as as the supply 
comes down, the price is going to go up. So, and that for that reason, I'm not naming the business that you're trying to have a pop off because I, I really just don't think it's fair. I just don't think it's fair. Uh, hi, Patricia. I was talking to a number of people over the last few days who are living alone. Some have become very depressed and they're, they're very worried living alone, more so now with this coronavirus. I think we need to be very mindful of them. We need to ring them regularly. Leo Varadkar is remarkable, I have to say. He came across as a true gentleman last night. And Patricia, yourself and John Paul and the team are doing a great job. Thank you, and that's one. And Patricia. Uh, thank you, Patricia, for uh, that. And somebody wants to know, if my daughter has to stay off work to look after her children, will she be able to claim social welfare? If not, I don't know how she's going to survive. Well, um, if she's taken two weeks unpaid leave, obviously it's unpaid leave. If she, could she get her employer to sign her off for the two weeks? Because that's what's happening with the number of people where businesses are closing. The people, because there's, there's, there's a special, it's the same rate of pay as job seekers. And we're going to be actually discussing it in this hour on the programme. But there is a special different way of applying for job seekers for for the next six weeks because of layoffs due to COVID-19. So I would suggest that your daughter goes back and talks to her employer. If the employer can't pay her while she's off for the two weeks, so she can't just take two weeks holidays and get paid for it, that perhaps she gets signed off for the two weeks. And then if she's signed off, uh, yes. But if she agrees to unpaid leave, that's very different because she's still uh, an employee. 1850 John Paul takes your calls. You can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103. C103 Jobs. A bicycle mechanic stroke sales advisor with experience is required for a shop in Cork City. While St. Goblin's Nursing Home in Ballygram, they've got work vacancies for healthcare assistance with FeeTech Level 5 and they're looking for a staff nurse for one 12-hour shift plus relief work. Bandon-based precision engineering company are looking for CNC machinist with a minimum of three years' experience. And Allied Profiles in Mallow, they're looking for general production op- operatives for immediate start. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie C103 is online everywhere. We'll keep you up to date with everything happening across Cork. Follow us on Facebook. Simply search for C103. Join us on Twitter. Search for our handle at C103 Cork and for photos and vids find us on Instagram at C103 Cork connect with us on social today at C103 Cork today on C103 call Patricia with your comment 1850 333 103 okay a couple of your uh, texts okay let me go to some of your whatsapps uh, that have come in to uh, us they have put the stamps up in Drumahan. It's 110. Now go back and tell them that on post have changed their mind on that and there's no price increase for the foreseeable future. They're not even giving a new a new the price increase was due to be introduced tomorrow, I'm being told. Uh, oh that was that was possibly today because that piece probably came into me. No, it was the that piece could have been printed off from yesterday. Anyway, uh, it was it was due to be introduced this week, but they've postponed it indefinitely on post, says, while the country is in crisis. So if you want to point that out to your local post office, if you are being charged 110 for a stamp, it should only be one uh, euro. 
Okay, hi uh, Patricia. It is incredible that we all have such trust in a few TDs who are making such life-saving decisions for all of us. None of us have the answers and they're expecting us all to play our part as Leo requested. However, the government needs to listen to our concerns as some of their decisions have been detrimental to all of us. So many of the public asked them to cancel all non-essential travel. It was so irresponsible for those choosing to travel that they're putting their families and the rest of us at risk. The punters returning from Cheltenham were not playing their part but in the interest of us they all now need self-isolating. The daily case numbers will be affected by the selfish behaviour as England is fast becoming a hot spot and we're not going to go on until the next two weeks if Cheltenham had an effect or not. And I suppose all the gov- well, the government, when you're saying they're making all the decisions, they're relying on the experts who are giving them the advice and then it gets to individual choices because when I said and I was talking about China and how well China has done, but they live in a very different state to what we live in. I mean, would I don't think anyone would want to get to the stage that we want people locked in to their businesses and locked into their homes, which is what they did in China when the lockdown came in. So I don't think anybody wants to live in that type of a state, even though for a virus like this, it works. It's individual choice. We all, it's what I've been saying all morning. It's all of us as individuals. We can stop this virus and it's up to us to say, I'm not going to get on a plane. I'm not going to make, like, I have a journey planned. I had a plan since last year that I was going away for for Easter, just going to visit family over in Devon in England. But obviously, absolutely under no circumstances now am I travelling. But that's an individual choice I'm making. The flight is still still going, but I'm not getting on that plane uh, and I'm not going. But I'm making that choice to protect myself and to protect my family. And also, I know that if I did something as stupid as that as go away for a week at Easter, when I come back, I could end up in in a position that I wouldn't be able to go to work for two weeks because my selfishness would determine that I'd have to self-isolate and I hope that people that have come back from Cheltenham again nobody can force somebody to self-isolate but I hope that they have the, the sense that they are actually self-isolating and Marie says Patricia I'm just wondering is it possible to get information regarding the 220 odd uh, COVID-19 patients that have been identified to date. For example, how many of those patients are in hospital? What therapies are those patients on? How many of them are self-isolating at home or being cared for at home? I think this if this information was available, uh, it might reduce some of the fear that's out there at the moment. Uh, keep up the good work and keep up um, keeping us informed. Um, I don't have the individual, uh, okay, it's 292 up to yesterday. That's the number of cases in Ireland and of course we know we've had uh, two deaths. To date, five have totally recovered and the only only other information I can get is there's 285 active cases of which six are serious or critical. So six are obviously in ICU. Of the 285, don't know if all of them are in hospital. Certainly up to last week, every single case was being hospitalised. But I think they've changed their mind on that. They have to change their mind on that because you will have people who are being tested positive, but they're not very unwell. And they will be able to be looked after, either look after themselves at home or they'll be able to have somebody else uh, looking after them. So that certainly is is the case. So it's just six are serious at the moment. Um, but but we don't have a breakdown of how many are actually at home and we certainly don't have a breakdown of how many are actually, what therapies are being used. There's no information like that being given out. All the countries are giving it out, but they're not giving it out here in this country. Uh, 1850 333 103. 
Um, I need to go to Michelle in Donner- Michelle in Donnerell. Oh, okay. Good afternoon or good morning to you, Michelle. We're getting all confused here. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Now you've got a problem. I do. Um, I drive, and I need my license is due to expire on the first of April, and I need a medical for my personal for personal reasons, and I'm unable to get into a doctor to get the medical form filled up so I can't renew my licence. Now, you've contacted the doctors and they're saying, what, we're not doing those forms? I, I've, been, I've been contacting them for almost two weeks and I couldn't get in to see them. And they told me at the moment that his class is routine, that they're only seeing dire medical emergencies and I could be waiting up to a month and more for, for normal service to resume. And that obviously is very understandable. Oh, obviously it is, it is. But I mean, <laughs> where do I go from you need here? To- I- yeah. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my licence and I can't. Yeah, and I know we've been telling people when renewing their licence, uh, they're only dealing with people whose licence are up in the next two to three weeks, which is the criteria that you fall in under. But there's no point you making an appointment to go to the NDLS centre because you don't have this form. They can't give you the licence without the form. Exactly. OK, we're getting on to the RSA for you because you can't be on your own, Michelle. You're not the only one in this situation. And I can't be left without my licence either because I need to be able to get provisions. OK. All right, listen, hang in there and we'll get on to the RSA for you. And in the meantime, we'll see if anybody else, because as I say, you're not the only one who's, who's waiting to get a medical certificate, particularly for something like this. Uh, we'll see, did anybody else get around it any other way? OK, and we'll get back to you. Hang in there, uh, Michelle, OK? Thank you very much. No indeed. problem. No Thank problem. You. Uh, 1850 uh, 333103. Has anybody else or is anybody else in that same situation as Michelle? You need your driving licences about. You need to get it renewed, but you need to have that medical cert, which is the medical cert that can only be signed by your GP. And I'm not in any way having to go with GPs because I 100% can understand what they're, the situation they're in at the moment and you know they can't um, it's not wasting time but they can't have people coming in saying I just need forms I need to see the doctor I need this form filled in when there's patients waiting that need to be seen who are very very unwell okay so we'll get on to the RSA and hopefully get that sorted please God before the close of the programme uh, today Patrick says Hi Patricia I live in Clonakilty I've got a van anybody needs chopping anybody needs coal anybody needs anything delivered I'm here to help at no charge <laughs> we all need to do our bit thanking you and that's from Patrick thank you Patrick and we've got Patrick's number here people have been so kind in offers like that and we dealt with some people last week some different groups and I I don't think there's a town or a village that hasn't set up some kind of a system whereby there's a little service available to help people and as this crisis goes on and goes on it will myself and John Paul were just in the office saying this morning we'll start to highlight more of the different groups just to let people know in the area that you're in there is help available because we know when we had poor Mary on last week from Skibbereen when I asked her had she asked anyone for help she said I don't like to ask we need to get through to people it's okay to ask for help because there are people out there with time on their hands like Patrick only too willing just love the idea of helping somebody and they'd be delighted uh, to help you out. And I know I got an email in this morning from, what area is this uh, in offering community support? 
Um, am I seeing where this I, I this has been printed off and it just actually doesn't say John Paul printed that off me and it doesn't actually say where let me just check in where that area is and I'll, I'll get back I'll get back to you on that one Hi Patricia in Clonakilty there's a couple who travelled back from a country and they were in an affected area that had COVID-19 when they told the place where they were work what had happened they were told not to come in they've obviously been told to self-isolate for two weeks yet these very two people are freely walking around town carelessly dare I say with this kind of carry on how do we expect to beat this pandemic when there are such careless people like that roaming around uh, like they're having a parade they're, they're, this is people's lives we're talking about my family's my family and kids' lives, everybody's life who's listening to this right now. Will you stay in your homes, people? Are you absolutely daft? Are there any serious measures the government is going to take? This is so, so annoying, particularly for somebody who's been told they need to self-isolate because they've come back from an area that's had a COVID-19 outbreak that is just beyond reckless, beyond uh, reckless. 1850-333-103 and another WhatsApp saying, why didn't the Minister for Health, I'm assuming Simon Harris, employ doctors and nurses in the last few few years when people were lying on trolleys, people were waiting for appointments. Now suddenly they're looking for staff. Where will all the money come from? There was none last year. Well, as the Taoiseach said last night, where's the money coming from? They'll borrow. They will borrow money. They will get us out of this crisis. Uh, and if they have to borrow, they'll borrow. And uh, we'll be paying it back for many, many years. But they're they're doing, they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at it in terms of putting resources in place. So it wasn't the case that they were sitting on money saying, oh, we're just not going to employ doctors and uh, nurses. They're using every available bit of cash that they had and what money they don't have. They've simply said that they will borrow. And I just want to bring you one more piece that I actually, funny enough, shared this at the weekend to people that follow me on uh, Twitter. Uh, somebody has, and it seems to be doing the rounds, it's just one of those lovely little poems that makes you stop and think. And I don't know who wrote this poem. I wasn't able to find out who wrote it, but it's one of those kind of those thought-provoking moments that we just, that just makes us stop and reflect. Okay, so for one, it'll probably take me about 30 seconds to read it out. So whatever you're doing, just stop. Just sit for a moment and be still and just listen to this. Just everyone just be still for a moment. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows and the people began to think differently and the people healed and in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and healed the earth fully as they had been healed. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln dried wood, and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie. Nick Richards plays Cork's greatest hits for your workday on C103. This week I've got greatest hits from Cindy Lauper. I'm excited for you, I listen. Queen will be here. I think the reason we've stayed together for so long is just none of us want to leave. Ed Sheeran. My mate owns a bar. We put on a playlist. 
I don't. And you get to play the songs you love. The song I love is Jack and Diane by John Cougar Mellencamp. Playing Cork's greatest hits while you work. Nick Richards. Weekdays from 1. C103. Now, we wanted to do a, an information piece on the programme today for those who either can't go to work due to self-isolation or who've been temporarily laid off because the business where they work has had to close down. What financial payments are available? Joining me from the Department of Employment Affairs and Social Protection is Mary Hart, who is an employer relations officer. Good morning, Shamari. Hi, good morning. Uh, well, you're welcome to the programme and, and I appreciate how busy you are at the department. So we, we, we are really thankful that you've taken time out to talk to us. Now, uh, for those whose businesses have been forced to close down due to COVID-19, yeah. uh, we've heard Regina Doherty talk about uh, you've set up an emergency payment. Can you explain yeah. that to us? OK, so uh, this, as you say, Patricia, is a situation where if employers are... Um, if, if, if employers at this point in time are able to continue to pay a flat rate of 203 euros to their employees, there is a process in train at the moment. It, there are discussions happening between revenue and between our own department in relation to how those employers who are really stepping up at this point in time and covering the minimum of 303 euros for their employee, that that would be reimbursed in the in the very near future. Uh, the intricacies of it and um, and the process, it's not defined yet because there are those discussions between revenue and our own department. We are anticipating that in the next couple of days. Okay. But what, what I would say to you is that if there are employers out there who are doing this for their employees right now, it does mean that those employees, they do not fill out uh, the as we are calling it at the moment and as people are probably uh, getting familiar with the, the, the title of the form, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic unemployment form. Okay, okay. This, this is a new so, form. It is a new form. Okay, so, so this, just, this, just, th- yeah. this will be for people then whose employer, for whatever reason, cash flow, don't, yeah. not in a position to pay the 203 yeah. euro, those people then fill in this form. They do, they do. And uh, what we would say in relation to that form, okay, um, it is available and I can give you some dedicated email addresses um, just in a couple of moments and please feel free to share them with people who have who have the query. Um, the form in itself, um, one of the ways you can do it is you go onto the website and you download what is called COVID-19 pandemic support payment, Okay. Within it itself, there's actually five pages to the document, okay? One page is the actual application form, okay? But the important piece around the other information is that it has a lot of other details for people who might find themselves in a situation where this goes on longer than this six weeks emergency payment and they are looking at how they may have to plan to support themselves over the coming weeks. So the important piece would be for anybody temporarily laid off right now, uh, complete the COVID-19 pandemic support payment form, one page form. What you need to do with it is you either post it in to your local entry centre or your branch office or you drop it into the mailboxes or in our bigger offices we have what we are calling drop boxes. So what we're endeavouring to do uh, for the safety of everybody because um, our offices, we still are getting a footfall fall to our uh, general offices, but for the safety of people coming to us for their own families as they go home and into their own households, and for the safety of our staff, we were, we are saying 
there isn't a need to visit our interior centres or our social welfare branches. And I should say as well, I suppose, because you will have listeners throughout the county and you have employees who think, God, what's a branch office or what's in trio? Just to simply say, within the city, we have bigger offices uh, called in trio centres. Um, there's one in Carrigaline and one in Cove. And everywhere else, the social welfare service is provided by what is called a branch office. Okay. So they're in all the main towns around the county area. So we're trying to limit the, the, the contact so that people aren't putting themselves at risk by coming to us, by providing dedicated email addresses um, that people can um, can access. And we are doing, as you can imagine, uh, I, I suppose, staff at this point in time, and, and I should say as well that our divisional manager and her management team at the moment has reassigned staff into this very vital area. So in the Brilliant. sense of, you know, for your... For your um, your listeners at this point in time thinking, I won't hear back or, my God, this will take forever. It won't. Yeah, because that's the question. I can see a number of people saying, how, how soon yeah. will we get paid? How soon? The, the, as, the, as the actual forms are coming in, OK, because it is a straightforward one-page form, uh, the, the, the form is being inputted onto our system. Once the information is correct, the first payments are due to happen uh, in the coming days. That's okay? fantastic. But bear, bearing in mind that the form, this this process only kicked off on Monday. Yeah. Okay. It's it's just I suppose we completely understand understand the stress that people are under, or what's going to happen, or what do I do? We we are doing our our, our utmost from the point of view of trying to get the message out there, but equally trying to reassure people that the first port of call is that COVID-19 form okay. completed. Once you have that done, okay, um, that payment will be coming into your bank account. And in actual fact, um, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll probably see that in the bank account quicker than you'll get any further correspondence from us to say that it has been paid. So keep checking but your bank keep, account. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But realistically speaking, we're talking about, you know, it, it's going to be, um, it could be, uh, you know, uh, towards the weekend. I can't honestly, look, I don't want to mislead anybody I know. other than to say, look, once your form is in, it's in, it's in process. Once your bank account details are correct, then everything is um, everything is good to go from that point. And you've got f- extra staff working on it. But oh, that, absolutely. But that payment no, is only yeah. for six weeks. Now, please, God, the business yeah. that you've been working in will be back up and running and you'll yeah. be back in work and this will be all behind us. But yeah. if it's not, you no, then need to apply asking, for job absolutely. seekers. Yeah, that's, that's such an important message to get out as well today because... Um, we don't know. Look, it's such an unnecessary, on, on, on what's the word? I'm looking unprecedented for. times. Unprecedented times, yeah. exactly. And we we do need the message to people as well that if they feel they may need an ongoing income support, that what they need to look to doing is to uh, to complete the job seeker form itself. Okay, so um, that can be sent out by us. Okay, we we have gotten great support as well, and I should acknowledge it from various business groups and um, umbrella groups, various business organisations who are trying to feed this information to their own employees if they're finding themselves in this this very, very awkward time. But the actual form itself uh, is called a UP1 form, okay? And we will be endeavouring if there are employers out there today and they say, well, look, I've actually done the first part. I've gotten a COVID-19 form out to my staff. Um, 
I could certainly help them further by actually uh, sending on this other job seeker form. They can contact us by employercork at welfare.ie if you are an employer and we will look after that information and we'll, we'll, we'll be back to you because that support would actually be huge to us because the even the COVID-19 form itself, there could be employees out there at the moment that they might, um, they might or might not have a printer at home. And we would also be saying to people as well, because I suppose humanity has really kind of shown itself in, in many good ways in the last couple of days. There will be people that might be able to print off forms for each other yeah. or they know the well situation. So, you know, the, the forms in themselves, we put them out to the likes of yourselves and we're very grateful for that. We've put it out to other um, media um, centres as well. And in, in so doing, it's really to try and help people as quickly as we possibly can in these unprecedented times. But uh, and, so, and someone uh, yeah. is also asking, what if your hours have just been reduced? You were oh. working 39, but it's been brought down to 20. OK, now that would really, if the person has been, um, if they're in that situation, there there is another payment um, that is, it's a short-term working payment, okay? But our, our message even at the for people at the moment now is even if you start with the COVID-19, because I suppose the um, the systems and things are changing so quickly, what we're trying to do is to look at uh, supporting people as much as we can. So you could start with the COVID-19 form, or if you want, if you're in the county, what you can do is you can email 2020corkcounty at welfare.ie specifically about your own query. And then if you're based in the city, and look, I'm very conscious now of not throwing in more email addresses. I know, I know. I can give you the city ones as well, if you wish, because the city is divided between the north side and the south side. Well, we'll get John Paul to get get all that information from you and we'll put that up online. As opposed to confusing people now with additional things. And in employability service in West Cork have been on to say they're based in McSweeney Key in uh, Bandon. For people who don't have access uh, to the internet, they can give out uh, forms as well. That's superb and we would like to and, and in fairness to employability, both city and county, they, they are one of our links at the moment. And, and they're the kind of organisations that we've gone out to, the, the likes of, uh, you know, the, the development partnerships as well. The information is out with them. So we've been very lucky, you know, when you and I don't in naming one or two, I'm, I'm at risk of, of possibly forgetting a lot of organisations. But just to give you an idea, it's been circulated uh, to the likes of Enterprise Ireland, to the local enterprise offices, uh, to the, the likes of CCAD uh, in the county. Um, we've, we've been in touch with IBEC, the Irish Hotel Federation, the Restaurant Association. And I'm very conscious, as I say this now, that I'm missing people off of that list. But it's just to reassure you and your listeners and um, a lot of people out there that we're trying to get the message out. This is the form. This is what people will need to complete and just to try and help people with, with such very stressful okay. things. At, at and people are time. asking, I can see a lot of questions coming in. Um, what about self-employed people? Okay. What payment is there is there right. for them? So self-employed people who whose business has um, pretty much declined overnight for them, they, as self-employed people, can apply for uh, the COVID-19 payment. What they need to be doing, similar to other employees who have seen this, very quick downturn in their situation, they need to be completing the job seeker uh, application as well. There is a specific job seeker application form for those that are self-employed. Okay, it's a different form. If they wanted to link 
with employer Cork and simply state, look, I'm self-employed, um, but the first port of call is the COVID form. Okay. And from there then, they will need to um, they will need to complete as a self-employed person uh, the uh, the job seeker self-employed form. Okay, and it, I'm, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm, cl- I'm watching the clock as I have to go to the newsroom as well, but I want another question in. Are students who work part-time entitled to the COVID payment? They can apply because they have been working, so therefore we, we are we are suggesting that, yes, you know, make that application Ultimately, then, the uh, the job seeker application that they may make in the future on the back of that, that really is a case-by-case basis, okay. as you can imagine. So okay. they, they may get this temporarily. All right. Could, I, I, could I just give you one phone Please, number I was just going to ask that, you that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have our contact centre. Um, that Our colleagues there, uh, they've, they've, they've been doing tremendous work. It's a 1890 number. It's a low-call number. So please, I suppose, be conscious of this if you're ringing from a mobile. It's 1890. Eight zero 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 two four. But if I could just even finish on the note of the county email address is twenty twenty Cork County at welfare.ie. If it's an employer specific query, please feel free to contact us on employer Cork at welfare.ie. And I would like to say thank you for the opportunity to hopefully maybe answer some of the questions. Our website is www.gov.ie and there's a specific link and I'll give that to JP that you could please do and we'll, we'll and pass like it all on and I'd like to thank on behalf of you know our divisional manager Mario Flynn and her management team just for people's patience and understanding in what is a hugely hugely difficult time and uncertain times for everybody and we'd acknowledge the support we've been getting from various business groups and entities the likes of employability who's helping to get the message out there to the general public and um, you know, because we're all um, we're all trying to 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 help each other out along the way. Well done, and you're um, all you're all working flat out as well, and we and we well, appreciate that. Yeah, and and look, ultimately, um, I suppose you know a lot of what happens for ourselves is on the direction of head office, but we do know from over the weekend and and uh, yesterday, um, just to reassure people that there's decisions that have to be made quickly. They're being made in the best interest of people who are in very difficult times. But there is an awful lot of work uh, going on. And even though, you know, the doors were closed yesterday to the public, um, you know, I think it's only fair to say that people should be aware that staff were working and they were doing what they could. Um, because, look, we're all in this together and we know friends, friends and family and those that are in exactly these difficult times. So we're all in it to support and we'll, and each we'll, other. We'll pull, and we'll pull through together, Mary. You know, I, I have a feeling we'll Absolutely. talk again in the meantime. Thank you for that. You've been no a star this morning Not and we really appreciate okay. it. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mary Hart there, who is an Employer Relations Officer at the Department of Employment Affairs and uh, Social Protection. And that, that's, uh, that's another group of people who are working flat out. Please be kind to them uh, if you have to contact them. 1850 We're going to be slightly late heading to the newsroom at 12 midday. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. 
Peter will be joining us after half past 12 today. So if you have a gardening question and with lots of people self-isolating and lots of people remaining at home indoors and lots of people at home with children, might be a good idea to get out and do some work in the garden. So if you've got a question for Peter, get it into us, please. And I will put it um, on your behalf to Peter after half past 12 today. Tom in for Moy. It's not just Leo Varadkar and Minister Simon Harris. It's everybody in Leinster House is pulling together, not just the two boys. They all helped helped him what to say and uh, do and he's relying on a team of uh, experts but yeah but I think judging by the calls and texts coming in today people were happy but what not happy with what Leo said but happy to know that it looked like there was they were in control almost that there was a plan and putting that point across that all of us together will come through this but we need to gather as communities we can't just be individuals. It's everybody helping everybody else out. And Mary in Mallow says, and I like these well done texts and calls that are coming in. If you see, you know, particularly great work being done and people trying to help each other out, let us know. It's nice to give people a nod and to say well done and to let people know that they're being appreciated. Mary wants to say well done to Dairy Gold for letting their yard open last night. Their gate was let, left open even though it was past their work time. It was for the St. Patrick's Day parade in cars which drove around Mallow last night blowing horns and waving Irish flags. A lot of towns did that. They had their own sort of little versions of parades, drive-through parades and everybody kept their distance and it just made us all feel this was a little bit patriotic which was terrific. And Ronnie in Mallow was in Mass in Clonmel and she said Father Michael Toomey offered Mass in St. Peter and Paul's Church with the Mayor of Oh, sorry, no, she was watching it online with the Mayor of Clamel. She said it was sad to see the church so empty, but it was a beautiful Mass. Uh, she watched it online and she wants to say congratulations to him. And we had Masses coming from Cove Cathedral and from St Mary's here in Mallow as well. Just very strange for the priests and the bishops as well to be standing in front. No congregation there. And they had been streamed online, but it's, uh, it is it was for a lot of people that gave great comfort because I know people of faith and the older generation found it very hard not to go to Mass on Sunday and not to be going to Mass on St. Patrick's Day. There would have been elderly people yesterday who've never missed Mass on a Sunday, never missed Mass on St. Patrick's Day, who just found it very strange that they weren't able to go to Mass. But listen, it's been done for all of the right reasons. So it's, it's, it is the way to go. Mary in Crookstown says, I feel home helps should be suspended at the moment as home helps are calling from door to door and they're spreading the virus. I feel families should step up at this time. Mary, you're just not a chance and I don't even think, I'm sorry that I even read out your text now in, in hindsight. Home helps are needed now more than ever for the vulnerable people that are out there and elderly people and it's fantastic to say families should sit up to the mark. Not every elderly person has family available to step up to the mark for whatever reason they might get on with family members, there might be family members living nearby their family members could have been forced to emigrate over the years and they've nobody there at all families are doing the best as they can at the moment and I don't and home helps have a huge role to play and they're all very very professional people they will have washed their hands they will have hand sanitised in between each client they won't in any way be putting themselves or their clients in any sort of danger I can absolutely guarantee you that and this is from Sean that says Patricia hi I'm organising myself to go for a test for the coronavirus during the week with my local GP okay Sean best of luck haven't been feeling well for the last week I'm farming away myself here in West Cork and I'm working away through it 
as I have to keep the show going and look after my animals and everything else, even when I'm sick. So it'll be interesting times ahead for me this week. But we'll keep farming like we do all the time. I will get well again and I will get through this. Heads up, everyone. We can do this. Oh, and Sean, look after your health as well. Your health is really important. And I'm wondering, is there anybody locally that could help you out? I mean, you, you, you don't have COVID-19. You may not have COVID-19. It may only be there's a lot of colds and flus and, and chest infections. And Neve, that young mother who joined us earlier, who was very unwell for a few days while she was waiting for a COVID-19 test and she thankfully doesn't have it. So please, God, you don't have it. But if you do have it, you're going to need to look after yourself. And I'm wondering, is there any neighbouring farms, farmers that could help you out? Again, you need to reach out and say, struggling here, not feeling well, I need a bit of help. But let us know how you get on, Sean. We'll be thinking and uh, praying uh, for you. Also coming, oh, this is coming from the BBC. The BBC have suspended filming of Casualty, Hol- Holby City and doctors until further notice because of the coronavirus outbreak. Only two episodes of EastEnders will be shown each week. That's fewer than normal and it's to make those already recorded last longer. The BBC said it's taken the decision to halt all of its continuing dramas following the latest advice in the British government and that's about people working from home and about people not congregating in large groups because when I saw that news feed come in first I thought because the three shows Casualty, Holby City and Doctors are all Hospital doctor led. I thought that's the reason they were cancelling, but it's not because EastEnders is gone uh, as well. So they'll spread out EastEnders for as long as it lasts, and then we may have no EastEnders then for a number of weeks or even uh, months. We'll wait and see what happens there. Some of your texts coming in to 0862 103 103 with a reminder that if you've got a gardening question for Peter to please get that into us uh, please as well Micah says Patricia how are you I'm, I'm fine we're <laughs> flat out busy here but we're getting through it myself and John Paul and our apologies if we don't get around to every call and text but we're doing the best that we can I watched the mass from Ballinine Parish Church yesterday with Father Tom Hayes it was a lovely lovely ceremony he included people from around the parish via web- webcam with singing and readers etc God uh, it was beautiful and uplifting says Michael well done to Father Tom Hayes in Ballinine Church Douglas Nisner would it be okay to send cards to my grandchildren I could the virus last on paper absolutely not we dispelled that with parcels coming in from China send cards and letters it's a lovely lovely thing to do and the children will get a great surprise and get them and hopefully they'll answer you and we'll be getting letters in the post from grandchildren. Wouldn't that be lovely to, instead of just bills coming through the letterbox for cards and a reminder, as I mentioned when we had on Postam, it's Mother's Day on Sunday and there'll be a lot of Mother's Day, a lot of mothers who won't be seeing their children because they're self-isolated. So don't forget to pop the card uh, in the post, please. Tim says, Leo Simon Harris, Regina Doherty have shown ability not apparent before the election, according to Tim. That's your opinion, Tim. I don't know what uh, some of the other deputies are now doing about the crisis. Regina Doherty lost her seat and said she was retiring from politics, but she deserves a Senate nomination for the combination of from the combination of party leaders she should also allow the fuel allowance to extend beyond the end of March watch this space we may see something on this actually I have to say Regina Doherty and I'd forgotten she'd lost her seat is playing a blinder because her department are the ones that are facing all of the people who are 
been let uh, let go temporarily let go while business is closed and it is absolutely playing a blinder and was straight out of the blocks was straight out of the blocks with the money remember for the sick pay giving the, they're giving additional like it's 300 odd instead of what would be 203 euro like is it three, 308 or something she was first out of the blocks with that when people would be forced to self-isolate because they either had COVID-19 or they were suspected of having COVID-19 and now she's come up with a new payment as well for this six weeks this temporary payment for people who have been uh, let go. Uh, John is critical of Aldi and Little in Formoy. He says they don't have hand spray sanitizers outside any of their doors. Um, and I, I think that's across all of the Aldis and the Littles. Some stores are operating it uh, differently. Uh, because we've had super value in Canturk. Somebody said doing a brilliant job with sanitizing at their doors. Um, the customers distancing themselves, all the bread rolls and the salads are all individually wrapped. Well done to the management of staff at Super Value in Canturk. And actually, in my own garage, I popped in yesterday into my own uh, garage, it's just the garage closest to where I live, and they had hand sanitizers with big signs up saying, please hand sanitize on your way in. So they're protecting their staff as well, which is a, which is a terrific thing to do. Uh, well done. And not a couple of people commenting on the poem that I read out that I don't know who it's by. Uh, the poem, it's just one of those beautiful, wise and thought-provoking about how all the people stayed at home uh, and then how the world healed. It, you know, the, the essence of the poem is about the world healing and it's about, you know, how nature need, needed to heal and nature is healing itself. Listen to the poem you just read out and I was thinking about the atmosphere the air, the atmosphere with all the planes, so many of them will be grounded. We'll see a huge difference in a month's time. We're already seeing a difference in CO2 emissions, particularly over China and over Italy because with not many people going to work and people self-isolating and cars off roads. So there's a, we're already seeing a, dif- uh, a difference. And then somebody else sent me an amazing picture from Venice of, you know, where all the gondolas go through Venice and how the water has cleared and in 60 years the water has never been clearer and it's because there's nobody visiting Venice because Venice is on uh, a lockdown. So the earth definitely is getting a chance to recover. Someone else in the very same situation is Michelle who joined us on the programme with her driver's licence waiting for this medical search that they need the doctor to fill in. Mine is not due until mid-April but I need my driver's licence. I'm my husband's carer. He's vulnerable and is staying indoors. Um, I would pay for my licence but not allowed to as I'm over seven but I can't get this form from the doctor. We're waiting on the Road Safety Authority to get back to us on uh, that because Madge says, why can't the doctors just fill out the forms and hand them out at the door? I think they need to see the patient before they can fill the form in. That's where the bit of a problem is occurring. Someone else says, what about the likes of Supermax and McDonald's? How come they're still open? Lots of people gathering in groups. Any one of them could be infected with the virus and could infect the whole place. Why don't these places simply close to protect people? Isolation will save lives. Well, I don't know about Supermax, but McDonald's have announced today that all of their stores in Ireland You can't sit down. You can go in for takeaway, but you're not allowed to sit down. And I assume when you go in for a takeaway, they'll do the social distancing. Restaurants are still open. Don't know if that's going to change, but it's up to all the individual restaurants to space the tables apart. Once you have this two metres apart from people, we should be okay. That's what we are uh, being uh, told. Hi, Patricia. I think there should be some restriction on the movement of people. In the area where I live, there was an influx of people for St. Patrick's Day. Surely that is one way of spreading the virus. People should stay in their own environs and simply cop on. 
Thank you. That's signed a worried listener. And someone else says, Patricia, people got the elections wrong. Fair play to Artishak. He is doing a brilliant job. And let me just give you one final one that made me smile. Older people who are at home and self-isolating, if they're at a loss for something to do, why don't they spend time every day writing down their memoirs for the younger generation? My mum passed away last year and she started this tradition a number of years ago. We now treasure this notebook. It's told us so many things about her life and feelings that we didn't know. Isn't that gorgeous? What a gorgeous legacy to pass on as well. So we'll put that out for older people listening to us who have decided to self-isolate to look after themselves, which is the advice coming from the government. We're talking about cocooning older people and if you have time on your hands and there's only so much TV you can watch and only so much radio you can listen to you might be good on the internet though but there's only so much of that you can be doing as well maybe just spend some time every day set aside and decide that a half an hour every day you're going to write in a notebook in a journal and just talk about your life memories things that happened when you were a child games that you loved to play when you were a child food that you ate tell them about how you met the man or woman of your dreams tell them what it felt like when you had children tell them what times were like when you were raising your family and put it all down on paper put it into a notebook and then you can pass it on to them and leave it leave it them when you're dead and gone they'll have this wonderful wonderful book that'll be full, full of such joy about a much loved uh, grandmother grandfather or mother or father that's a fabulous idea there's no name on that text thank you to whoever that listener is for sending in that lovely lovely idea 1850 333 103 The C103 Cork Diary With Cork County Council Supporting businesses Supporting communities Serving Cork Visit corkcoco.ie And as it will be for the foreseeable future it's just a list of cancellations Okay these are for the tomorrow this Friday night The Music of the Night concert in aid of Enable Ireland that was scheduled for Christchurch in Formoy for Friday cancelled The Dance in Kilbehany Community Centre cancelled fundraising dance for the Air Ambulance due to be held in the River Island Castle Island cancelled for Friday also on Friday there was to be an Irish night in Laharan Heritage Centre that is off the brunch style event for Enable Ireland due to be held in the Metropole Hotel on Saturday has been cancelled and the, the, the Duhalo Lascarol point-to-point fixture scheduled for this Sunday has also been cancelled. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln-dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie The World Health Organization has now upgraded the coronavirus to a worldwide pandemic. Here are some practical ways to protect yourself. Wash your hands properly and often. Cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And dispose of used tissues. Disinfect frequently touched objects. Avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose or mouth if your hands are not clean. And please follow travel advice from the Department of Foreign Affairs. This message is supported by Irwin's Pharmacy, Shandon Street, Mayfield and Toker. Always looking after your family. For coronavirus updates and information, stay listening to C103. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. And just some of your WhatsApps in. Hi Patricia, I just want to bring to your attention some shop assistants are not wearing 
protective gloves. I was in a shop earlier today and I was amazed that the young girl behind the counter had no gloves on when she gave me back my change after I got my stuff. So I said to her, why aren't you wearing gloves? She smirked and laughed. There was a man bringing in food to the shop and he agreed with me and said, that lady is right. You should have gloves on. I think it's crazy. No wonder the virus is spreading uh, with people like that. Uh, Take care. Thank you for that. Take care of yourself. And Supervalue in Bantry are doing a great job with providing hand sanitizers for trolleys and and to clean your hands as well and all the bread is wrapped. Can I say the number of that was Super Value in Bantry the number of people contacting us about Super Value in the various Super Values around they really seem to be going above and beyond. It's uh, terrific. Somebody's saying Aldi in that don't have hand sanitizers at the door they should be doing more. That seems to be all of the Aldis and the Littles from what we're hearing they just don't have uh, hand sanitizers available to uh, customers etc. Okay some questions in for Peter can you keep those coming into us please and let me do you one one more WhatsApp says hi Patricia thank you for your excellent show thank you Uh, most practical advice our churches are open this is from Father Liam our churches are open and people are coming regularly to pray to pray daily mass and weekend masses may have been suspended but the churches are still open we have a live stream mass relayed from our cathedral in Cove every morning at 9am it can be you can get it at the Cove Parish Facebook page yesterday St Patrick's Day seven and a half thousand people joined us in the match, mass or watched later that's hugely uplifting and to know other churches are doing the same thing keep up the good work blessings and prayers for all of your listeners and that comes in from uh, Father Liam thank you for that Father and keep safe yourself. Let me go out to wonderful Bear uh, Island where I'm joined by Eileen. Good morning to you, Eileen. Good morning, Patricia. And you're welcome to the programme. Now, you're, an, you. I, you're an island community that yeah. is now asking people not to visit and this yeah. is as an effort to try to protect the elderly people that are living there. You've decided yeah. yourself, you're self-isolating. Oh, I am because I have, well, I have underlying medical condition but um, okay. and I decided to self-isolate um, and now, are you, now are you living alone? Oh, I am. Okay. I am. My family are living in Cork. I'm on my own. So, but um, I just—it's just a little bit of advice to people. I'm 73, right? Okay. Um, so, and it's just a little bit of advice to people my age, you know, who are alone. Okay. And it can be very depressing to be alone, you know. But I think you have to plan your day. I have now on the wall. I've done a ladder, right? Mm. And I have 25 steps on the ladder. And each day I'm going to climb a step on that ladder and do, you know, <laughs> until I get to the top of the ladder. What's on the ladder? Uh, oh, e- things that I'm going to do each day. Like? You know? Yeah, it, oh, like uh, clean the bathroom. Like, okay. um, you Like look after your hygiene. Like wash your, wash your hair every day. Have a shower every day. Get up and get dressed every day. Put that on the ladder. I got dressed today. I didn't spend the day in my dressing gown. Well done. You know? Well done. Shave your, shave your legs. <laughs> look after your face. Put on moisturiser. Put on a bit of makeup. Yeah. You know? I'm going a bit green now. I have a packet of clear all there. I'm going to use that this evening. Dye and the dye hair. my hair. Yeah, it's important. Right? Yeah. I, I love getting my eyebrows and eyelashes done, I'm afraid I can't do that now, but crop your eyebrows, you know, and look after yourself, you know, get out and go for, no, I'm lucky, I live in a a great area, you know, I have, I can go for a walk, I'm looking out the window now and there's sheep across from me, there's geese across from me, little birds making nests, you know, all that kind of thing, I can walk down the fields, I can go to the shore, you know, and I'm lucky that way and I know a lot of people aren't lucky and they're living in cities and they can't get out maybe, but maybe if you get a little box for your window, 
plant a few herbs, watch them growing, you know. Yeah, you there, have, there uh, are, yeah, it's just... There it's are so just many little, things. small little things like that. Talk to yourself if you have to. <laughs> plan your diet each day, you know, don't, you know, I have my diet for each day. Don't gorge on food and sit and just binge and feel sorry for yourself. Don't Do you, would you, would you cook a dinner every day? Oh yeah, I would. I would eat dinner. I had a nice warm chicken salad. Great, you know, yeah. Different things like that. Don't gorge and don't, you know. Don't, don't eat the eat. rubbish. Don't eat the rubbish. That's just it. And don't sit in front of the telly all day, you know. Now, when you, you when, when, when yeah. while you're on, as you say, beautiful Bear Island, will you, Will you interact with anyone or are you no, keeping, you know, no, you're, you're keeping no, yourself away from no, everyone? I'm keeping you away. But you can interact with people. You can phone them. Yeah. You know, I have a letter written there to my sister now in Cork. I'm going to post that in the post box on my way for my walk. Great. You know, it's just full of all nonsense, but, you know. Doesn't matter. I think, um, keep a diary, you know. I write something in that diary every day and I think maybe in years to come for your great-grandchildren, that could be worth a fortune about <laughs> the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Because, you yeah. know, in, 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 you don't know, in years, down the line, you know, when great grandchildren, great grandchildren have never heard of the coronavirus, it could be worth a fortune in history. And so keep something like that. And keep someone will your, pull out yeah. gra- Granny Eileen's notebook yeah, and say yeah, she yeah, lived yeah. through the coronavirus yeah. and she yeah. survived it. Yeah, keep yourself fit. We have, we have, we were very lucky here. We have Gina doing fitness online. We have Hannah Carney doing dancing online. You know, we have our local radio station here, as you know, Bear Island Community Radio, which I'm part of, and it it gutted me yesterday because I couldn't take part in it. But we did the live stream mass on Sunday and yesterday from the church in Castletown Bear, which was brilliant. You know, we have our own Gemma here who drives the rural transport bus and goes across to Castletown and brings over our shopping, medication, uh, you know, super value in Castletown Bear. And what will you do for provisions and shopping, Eileen? Like that now, um, super value in Castletown Bear, Gemma will go across on Friday. You you just ring in your order and um, she'll leave it outside your gate. If you want medication, you ring the chemist and she'll bring it. Brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Like it's, Super Value yeah. and Bear have always been brilliant. They would always put stuff on the ferry for you anyway, even before this came to light at all, you know. And you're asking so. people on the island to say, please don't come near us. Oh, yeah, yeah. because it's very important. It's very important. Like the Bear Island isn't somewhere like you can just, you know, throw your rubbish, if you know what I mean. I know. You know, it's not just somewhere you can just go and say, well, I'm going down to Bear Island, you know. We're human beings, you know, and we love our island. You know, I'm in here now. I wasn't born here, but I'm here 60 years, you know. And and um, I love this island and it's my home. And I want, you know, I want to keep it safe. You know, I want to keep it safe. And I want, you know, children not to have their grandparents dying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Of coronavirus. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, think it, absolutely. I think it's so important. And, and it will, I, this, this time will pass and, well, and see, we will all be able to get back out on Bear Island. Paul, I was, you know, reading. I love reading. I love writing. I love doing all these things. I love doing crosswords and all that kind of thing. But F. Scott Fitzgerald, he, he lived in France in the 1920s and he was isolated there because of the Spanish flu. And I'm not going to read all he wrote, but at the end of a letter he wrote, he said, I focus on a single strain of light calling me forth to believe in a better tomorrow. And we will have a better tomorrow. And look to tomorrow. I think myself anyway, we'll have it. And tomorrow is the feast of St. Joseph. And God love him. I've gone to him so many times with my problems. I have so much faith in him. And I do believe that he will get me through this and my family. So, you know, if you believe in something, hold on to your faith and believe in it. Well done. You know? And that positive and I don't note. think we will have a better. Forget yesterday now. It's gone. We're, we're here today now. 
But um, tomorrow, believe in tomorrow, and I think we should believe that there will be a better tomorrow for all of us. Such and great positivity. For, for someone of my age and for people of in their 60s and 70s, just be positive. And I know it's not easy. I really do. I really do. And sometimes I get down and I have a cry. But, you know, I talk to myself and I get out of it. Dust yourself yeah. off and start yeah. all over again. Would you, would you mind your, if we... Start your ladder and keep going up your ladder. And would you mind if we checked in with you again over the, oh, over no, the coming weeks not. and we'll of see how you're not. getting on on that yeah, ladder. Of you're, course not. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're such a joy. You're a bundle of positivity and that's what we yeah. need at this time. Yeah. Well done. And, well and done. I'd like just to say to everyone, please, please, please believe in tomorrow. You have to believe in tomorrow. Somebody's just said she's my kind of woman. She is indeed. She's mighty. That's our Eileen out on Bear Island. We'll talk again, Eileen. All right, Patricia. Uh, and you take care and you and your family. And you mind yourself as well. All right. God okay. bless. God okay. bless. Okay. Somebody says, Patricia, that lady Eileen from Bear Island is so inspiring. She could do a slot every week. She could do a slot every day. A G up to all of us. Well, I promise you, we'll make a note and we'll, we'll touch back in with her because it will be great to see as well uh, how she's doing on that ladder and what she's getting up to. And she'll give, that will give suggestions to other people and and she's right about getting up every day getting dressed you know doing your hair so when you look in a a mirror you're not there in your dressing gown sort of with the hair not even brushed so just make yourself presentable every single day even if you're just doing it for yourself we all feel better when we're dressed up and the you know, for the for the women, bit of lipstick. You know, for the men to have the hair nicely groomed. So well done, Eileen. She's great, great uh, positivity. And says Patricia, is there any problem with with posting letters? Some people are nervous. Oh, please, can we get that across to somebody? Because there's Eileen saying she's written a letter to her sister in Cork City, which she's going to post later on. And please, God, next day delivery. Her sister will have that letter either tomorrow or the very latest on Friday. What a joy for her sister in Cork City to wake up. Uh, mightn't be seeing anybody else and open up a letter from Eileen that I'm sure will be full of, of positivity. So that's something we can all do. And then you can, if you get a letter in from uh, somebody, you can you can answer it back. It'll be absolutely fantastic. Great, great thing to do. 1850 333 John Paul take, continues to take your calls. I'm going to take a break and we will have uh, Peter Dowdell joining us after the break, answering all of your gardening questions. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie There was a couple of texts in on this, people wondering what's happening with First Holy Communions. The ceremony, we know confirmations have been cancelled at the moment or probably deferred rather than cancelled. Has there been any decision made on First Holy Communion? A couple of listeners have communion at the start of May, the 9th of May. Since we lot of communions on on the 9th of May. Nothing as of yet. Your gut instinct will tell you they will be either cancelled or deferred. But there's been no announcement made as of yet. But as with all of those announcements, watch this space. Peter Dowdell joins me. Good afternoon to you, Peter. I, I, I'm one of those who's wondering about communions. I have a communion myself. Oh, yes. in May as well, is it? You've got to, you've got to, in May, yeah. You've got to presume it's be cancelled. Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder, I know you're probably talking about it all day, but I, 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 it's going to be interesting to know what happens with the schools. I can't see them going back before September myself. So the, is, is everyone going to have to repeat the year that they're in, I wonder? Because they've missed, yeah, if they don't go back till September, they've missed, mm, well, nearly half the year, yeah. Well, if you're leaving, sir, I mean, you know, it's just, it's going to be, and I have a nephew who's who's, who's 
I'd love him facing into the evening cert. And, you, you know, like, I don't see any other way around it. Well, anyway, particularly for the exam students, whatever about the children in primary school, they'll yeah, just like they'll, they'll it, pick if up. If you repeat it for the exam students, obviously it has a knock-on effect all the way down the line. That's true, made, that's, you know true. I mean? that's true, that's yeah. true, yeah. But then there's a, there's a whole new lot coming in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do they say in Montessori? It's yeah, it's, it's, one, yeah, yeah. I tell you, the world is looking like a very different, will look like yeah. a very different place at the end of this. Now, the one thing I have been saying to people who are self-isolating and people who find themselves at home that are normally not at home, this is a good opportunity to look at your garden. Well, do you know, it is, Trish, absolutely. And without meaning to sound, sound whatever, I don't know what way I'm going to sound, but we have to take this. It is, these, these are incredibly strange times. We have to take what we get and we have to, to make the best out of it, how, however we do that. And yet, actually, if you are lucky enough to have the luxury of outdoor space and a garden, use it because that is such an asset you can go out number one you can obviously grow your own food and become some bit sustainable yeah. but there is and these aren't just words that I come out with time after time after time there is great great mental health benefits being out in the garden working and I'm not just I'm not just repeating this I'm not, I'm not paid by the gardening industry to, to, to advertise gardening as a hobby but the benefits you get from just being out working with the soil touching plants and you know, none of us want to be locked up for the next three weeks or three months or, or six months, whatever it's going to be. But if we have to, we have to. I saw somebody on Facebook earlier on that says our grandparents were asked to, you know, to go out to the trenches and fight and die. We're yeah. being asked to, to, to stay at home and sit on the couch. You know, I mean, it, it, we have to get real about this. If this is what we have to do, we have to do it. But the garden is going to play a huge, huge role in in helping a lot of people over the next few months. And parents are scratching their heads trying to come up with things for the children to do. Yeah. Get, this is a time for planting, isn't it? You can get. But you know what? From from that point of view, from the time of year, I'm not going to say this couldn't have happened at a better time because that's a desperate thing to say. But from the gardening point of view, and if you are at home, yeah, you are. Like this isn't November. You're slap bang at the time of the year. You can get a few raised beds out there, get some soil in, get sowing some vegetable seeds, some flower seeds. We're at the perfect time of the year that the kids can start doing, and adults can start doing this, and. Uh, you know, we'll be able to enjoy them and maintain them during during the next few months and harvest them in the, in the, in the summer, late summer and autumn. So yeah, from that point of view, it's a great time to start the garden. Be, be you a child or an adult. Don't be scared to, if you're an adult who's never tried it before. Give it a go. Yeah, why not? Okay, let's get straight into questions. Now, breathe in y'all. And John Paul says she spelt out the name of this uh, plant. Eremorus Reuscher hybrids. Can I plant them now? Would the frost take it still? You'd be a bit. I'd be a bit slow. Be a bit careful. The Reemers lilies. They're the foxtail lily. They produce these stunning uh, spires of flower in late summer. Trish, uh, I would. Hard to know whether we're going to get frost or not. You just know there is a frost forecast for tonight. Funnily enough, well, I'd be more concerned with the foxtail lilies. Uh, with the the, the the wet soil, they do like a very well drained soil and hot hot sunny position. So we can't do much about the sunny position, but we 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 can do a certain amount about the well drained soil. So at the moment, even the best drained of soils is waterlogged because we've had so much rain. So I wouldn't be planting them out into the soil, any soil really yet. Start them off though by all means in pots. You know, plant them into pots so that they can start growing with a view to planting them out into the garden. In, in in a few weeks' time when hopefully the soil will have dried out and the risk of frost has passed. So you could start them as a short answer, but do so in pots. Don't plant them into the ground yet. 
Okay, Tess says, hi, question for Peter, please. When heathers finished flowering, can you move them? They're in the same location for about the last six years. I thought there was going to be another part of that question. So when heathers finish flowering, the, the, the best advice I can give to anybody growing heathers, if you don't prune them and cut them back, they will get leggy and woody. So whenever they finish flowering, because you can actually get a heather for flower to every single month of the year, Trish, if you choose your varieties right. So whenever your heathers finish flowering, cut it back. Keep it good and green and, and compact. No, it's, so that, that, that rule will work. But the, the, the question she's asking, no, it's not going to follow like that. So uh, you can only move heathers the same as every other plant, really, November to February during the winter of the year. So forget about what time of the year it flowers. You can only move it during the winter, so November to February. I'd say if you risk moving it now, you could lose uh, it. I'd say you'll lose it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the fact you've had it for six years, Tess, hang on for another year. Yeah. Hi, question for Peter, please. Um, I bought some bulbs lately, dahlias, gladiolia. Is it okay to plant them now in containers uh, or would you need a plastic cover? No, no, no. It's exactly the same as what I was saying about the remorous. I certainly wouldn't plant them in, well, I mean, with, with dahlias and gladiolus, you might be safe enough to plant them into the soil. But planting in containers, absolutely fine to do that now. And don't be a bit worried about the cold with them because the cold won't have any effect on them at this time of year. It's totally natural for them to get some cold because that, that can actually start spurring them into growth. So that plant away. Newland Bantry says, Hi, Peter. How do you get rid of grub worms out of the lawn as the birds are picking them and it's just black earth in patches now in the areas of the lawn? The, the best product to use there is a thing called Super Nemos. It's, it's a nematode, so it's a biological control product, Trish, which means it's perfectly organic, totally organic and perfectly environmentally safe. You're introducing a, a, a parasitic nematode, which may sound desperate, but what you're doing is introducing this nematode, which feeds on the grubs of leather jackets and vine weevil and other soil-borne pests, uh, which are what's in there. Um, so Super Nemos, I'm hesitating now because I think it has to be 10 degrees before it will be effective. So normally kind of end of March onwards is when you'd use it. But that's what I what I would do. And I suppose in a blatant bit of self-promotion, I'm often asked where you can buy Super Nemo's. And uh, I, I now have it available on my own web store, which is theirishgardener.com, as you know. Um, I'm just getting bits and pieces up. Um, so the Super Nemo's. But it won't. it's available to purchase on my web store, but it's not available yet because it's not 10 degrees. Okay, so hold off. Uh, Peter, is it okay to plant tomato seeds in a propagator in a glass house? Yes, it's definitely too early to start them off outside and even probably uh, without without the, the, the little cover of a propagator, it's probably still a bit too cold. But yeah, from the, in a propagator in a glass house, absolutely, yeah. And someone else says, hi Peter, is it too late to cut back pinks? I'm assuming carnations? Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, no, it's not too late at all to cut them back. And in fact, they're another one that are prone to getting leggy and woody, a bit like when I mentioned the heathers earlier. So do cut them back to prevent them getting that leggy, scrawny look. But when you're cutting them back, make sure you do leave leaves below your cut or else they'll, they'll just die off. John says, it's raining every day. Would you still suggest going out to the garden? Absolutely. What's wrong <laughs> with the rain? What's without, without it, we'd be buggered. Uh, no, I, the rain wouldn't put me off. The rain wouldn't stop me. Definitely not. Okay, and Mike in Bantry says we also need to remember to feed the birds. Yes. Birds need uh, feeding at this time of year. Birds do need feeding and the more beneficial wildlife like that that we can bring back into the garden and the more we can restore the natural balance so we've a healthy supply of predators and wildlife in the garden, the better our gardens will be and the less chemicals we use, the better. Sean and Carrigaline, is it too late to split hostas? They're in a pot and they're getting pot bound. I'd say no. I mean, the textbook advice I would say is ideally, again, you'd have it done in February. <coughs> Excuse me, Trish. Um, or you'd have it done 
November, anytime between November and February, but if you haven't done it yet, uh, I would certainly do it now, particularly in a situation where they're in a pot, they're getting pot bound, they won't thrive there this year, so do take them out and split them, but do it sooner rather than later. Hi, listening to your gardening slot, um, I have been out in my garden feeling the soil. I have big plans in the pipeline. I can't wait. Could you ask Peter, where can I buy a packet of living stone daisy seeds? Do you know what they are? I do, I do. Medan Brantham, living stone daisies. Um, I'm not certain, but another bit of blatant self-promotion, I'm putting up flower seeds on my theirishgardener.com in the next couple of days as well. I, I think I'll have living stone daisies. Certainly have a look at have a look at the website, contact me through it if you want, and if, if they're not on it, I'll see if I can get them for you, if I can see it, if I can find out who does have them. Okay. And hi, Peter. Is it okay to prune, prune my flame of the forest and clematis? They're now in bloom as both are getting too large. Thanking you, says Geraldine. It's okay to prune them, but just not right now, Trish. So yes, they will both respond to pruning. Uh, with the flame of the forest, first flame of the forest, uh, that produces beautiful new red growth just coming into that time of the year now where we, we get that gorgeous red growth. And of course, as sure as anything, talking about frost the day after, it gives us some red growth. We get a hard frost. <laughs> Murphy's Law. But anyway, yeah. um, so I wouldn't prune it now because it will also produce these lovely lily of the valley type flowers quite soon. And if you prune it now, you'll miss them. So wait till the flowers are gone, then prune away. And you can prune that quite hard to keep it in check. The clematis is in flower now, which means it's an early flowering form. So that flower next on growth produced this year, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I do. So I do. When the flowers of this year are finished, cut it back immediately as hard as you want. Really go as hard as you want with it. And all the growth it produces this year after you've cut it back will be next year's flowers. Okay. Listen, have a good week. We'll talk next Wednesday. And you all just uh, probably need, doesn't need to be said, goes without saying, but uh, all the talks that I was scheduled to do in Cork, Sligo, Mayo, and Dublin over the next. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll chat with you next week, uh, Peter. Mind yourself, take care, bye-bye. And a couple of people were on reacting to Eileen, the wonderful Eileen from uh, Bear Island. Um, Someone says, best wishes to the islanders on Bear Island and they're asking people to stay off Bear Island, please. They're trying to keep it COVID-19 free. From the Vaughans in Ballydesmond, our late uncle was a priest there and loved the island and its people. And someone else says, well done to Eileen from Bear Island. I work with the elderly, so I decided this morning I was going to dress up, put on my makeup and put a smile on my face going in to see all my clients. Uh, I felt better and I think so did they. Normally I wouldn't have time to do this but it's worth the effort in this present climate of doom and gloom. Remember every cloud has a silver lining. Let's go for it. Do our absolute best for everybody else and thank you Patricia for your for your efforts. Well listen, our efforts are, are very small in the scheme of things uh, and only too glad uh, to be here and get out any as many messages as we can to people but uh, the amount of people that are saying to uh, to saying about Eileen that's the kind of attitude that we need to have and particularly if you are in a position where you're going to be stuck indoors and you're you're self-isolation to protect yourself um, or you're unwell it's to get into doing some kind of a, a routine don't be sitting there as Eileen says you're sitting watching the TV and the whole day goes away and you've done nothing and don't forget to pick up the phone call people we need to, we can keep in contact. We mightn't be able to get physically out to see people. If you've got the internet, there's FaceTime, there's Skype, there's loads of ways to actually see people. But just even just picking up the phone and talking to someone and writing letters. Let's get back into the habit of writing letters. That's where I've got to leave you though for today. My thanks to John Paul McNamara, who can I say is working 
flat out doing extremely well getting to as many calls as possible so well done Nick is with you for the afternoon and we are back with you tomorrow morning for Thursday's edition of the programme onto that I'm Patricia Messenger very good afternoon look after yourselves and each other Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Shortcastle Street Mallow call and collect or get seven day delivery for those cosy nights in lowcostfuel.ie Every Friday, we're counting down to the weekend, the weekend. by turning up the feel-good. Feel C103's Feel Good Friday brings you six hours of feel-good greatest hits. Join Nick Richards from 1 and Martina O'Donoghue from 4 as we get you weekend ready. Weekend ready. Turning up the feel good for Cork. For Cork. Every Friday from 1. Feel Feel Good Friday, only on C103.